Hello and welcome to the Croydon Vineyard podcast. Just before we dive into the talk, we want you to know that you are so welcome and that we'd love to hear from you and be in touch. You can reach us at croydonvineyard.org.uk, click contact or head over to the events page where you can connect with us at one of our online or in-person events. Over to the talk now as we go into the series to the promised land on foot. Today we're going to look more at the concept of journey we see in the Bible and we're going to think about what is the point of the journey. Why does God send us on a journey at all? Well, let's start by looking at where he wants to take us. You've been rescued, claimed, you've been commanded, you're going to be carried to this place of arrival. What does the arrival look like? Chapter 28, the Lord will establish you as his holy people as he promised you on oath. All the peoples of the earth will see you're called by the name of the Lord and they will fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock, the crops of your ground, in the land he swore your ancestors to give you. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season, to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. It's an extravagant picture of three P's. In the place that God will give you, that's a bonus P, in the place, the land that God will give you. He's going to give prosperity. He says abundant prosperity, the fruit of your womb, your crops, your land. There's going to be huge abundance of prosperity where God wants to take you. The second is his presence there's going to be open heaven it's hinted at here it's developed throughout the prophetic revelation the third is position you'll be the head and not the tail you'll lend to others you'll never need to borrow prosperity presence and position God wants to take you to this place it's a ridiculous privilege and actually the picture here is you being like a vice regent somebody who has the character and the resources of God to act like God on the earth but he needs to take you on a journey to get there listen to this this tells us the point or the purpose of journey hear this be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today this is chapter 8 so you may live and increase and enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. So that you can get to this place of prosperity and position and the presence of God, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness this 40 years to humble you and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. God wants to give immense privilege to people. But in order to give them that privilege, he needs to test them. He wants to find out what's in their heart. If I give them this prosperity, what will they do with it? If I give them my presence, how will they steward it? If they give them position, will they use it well? 
Will they use it well? The purpose of journey is God as a father testing what's in your heart. And not just, oh, this is what's there, but testing also implies helping you develop the traits that he needs you to have to give you the privilege in the place he wants to give you. So, he gives commands. The point of the commands of God that he gives are to train you into becoming the kind of person he needs you to be to get to the point of arrival. And the commands that God gives, restated in Deuteronomy, are the same commands that he gave to Moses on Mount Sinai, the Ten Commandments. And if you look at the structure of the book of Deuteronomy, what we see is that God, through Moses, restates the Ten Commandments, and then he effectively goes into detail in each of the Ten Commandments. The structure of the book is brilliantly put together. Here's the first commandment, and then he kind of deals with all, what does that look like for you in life in this wilderness? Second commandment, if you go through chapter by chapter you'll see he's actually expositing each commandment so the whole of the book is basically saying here's how you live these ten commandments the first four commandments deal with this question will you be jealous for God will you be jealous for God the first four commandments love the Lord your God serve him only do not make images Don't take the Lord's name in vain. Take Sabbath unto God. It's all about will you be jealous for God? And he exposits this with these first three or four commandments about not worshipping idols, not taking graven images, not taking the Lord's name in vain, celebrating Sabbath. It was three C's. It's what you do with your cash, what you do with your chow chow, and what you do with your calendar. And he says, look, as as acknowledging that I'm the God, but also I'm your God. I've claimed you. I'm your God. The God has become your God. And to acknowledge that with tokens of allegiance, use your cash. Every year, bring your tithes, bring your first fruits. He says, you must do this. It's how you show God. He's your God. And he says, with your chow chow, with your food, distinctive dietary requirements. They sat, they cut right into the core of everyday life. And he says in this book, he says, it's not about what you think is right. Don't do what you think is right. It's what he thinks is right. It's like he couldn't care less if you think it's a good idea to bring your tithe. He says you bring it, oh Israel. It can care less whether you think you want to eat a bit of shellfish. He says you don't eat shellfish. It's his thing. And your calendar, your calendar. He says the Sabbath isn't just about a day. It's about the festivals, tokens of allegiance. Allegiance to God as my God. Moses says, you must learn this on the journey. You must learn this in the highs and the lows. Through the good days and the bad days, you learn to show allegiance to God as he asks you to show it. But not only is the journey for Israel to learn how to be jealous for their God, 
The journey is for Israel to learn to be compassionate like their God. He wants them to be compassionate people because God's going to make them the head, not the tail. And what God doesn't want is when Israel get to be the head and another nation come up as the tail. They're like, I'm the head, you're the tail, eat this sucker. You know, like that's not what God wants. He wants the head to be kind to the tail. He wants them to lend to the tail on good terms. He wants them to show compassion to the tail. And so he says, on the journey, learn to show compassion. Learn to show compassion. And so he exposits this by saying, every three years, don't just bring your tithe as an allegiance to me, but every three years bring a tithe just purely as a banquet, he says, for the aliens, the fatherless, and the widows. And at the end of every seven years, also those economically underprivileged, you must learn to show compassion like God shows compassion. And this is what the journey is for Israel to do. They must learn to do these things on the journey, to be jealous for their God through thick and thin, show compassion systematically, consistently, routinely. This is the journey. That's the point of the journey. And Moses, at the end of all his sermon that he gives, chapter 30 says, look guys, you're going to mess it up. I just know you're going to mess it up. You're not going to manage it. And he's right. He's right. Look at what the people of God do through the Old Testament. Are they jealous for him? Are they jealous for God as their God? No, they go worship other idols. Solomon takes them off with his wives to worship other things. Are they compassionate? Solomon again, what does he do? He enslaves the people to build his palace. They don't show the compassion they need to show. They don't show the jealousy they need to show. Then Jesus shows up. Then Jesus shows up. And Jesus comes and does what Israel failed to do. What does he do? He shows jealousy for his God. And Jesus is compassionate just like the Father is compassionate. He shows compassion. He shows compassion. He showed compassion to the widows, to the sick, to the lepers, to the poor. And Jesus then is given, after the crucifixion, position, prosperity and presence. The resurrection, Jesus is resurrected. It's like him entering into the promised land. He gets the position. He said, now you're seated at the right hand of the Father. You're the head. All authority on heaven and earth has been given to you. He's the head, not the tail. He's given presence. The presence of God is upon him. The Holy Spirit sits within him. He's within the very presence of God in the heavenly realms. He can now pass out the spirit to whomever he chooses he's given the position he's given the presence and he's given prosperity all the riches and all the treasures of heaven are now at his disposal and then jesus says to his church he says to you stick with me he says to you i want to take you on a journey jesus wants to train you in how to be jealous for your god in thick and thin. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength, Jesus says. And then Jesus wants to train you to show compassion like God shows compassion. Love your neighbour as you love yourself, Jesus says. That's his agenda for your journey. 
church. Do you know that? What God is doing in your life is training you. He's testing what's in your heart. He's teaching you to be jealous for your God and to show compassion like he shows compassion. But there's a problem. There's a problem with you learning this, with me learning this. And Moses hints at it in Deuteronomy and this is just where this stuff just like blows my mind it's amazing because Moses says this he says look the problem is you guys can't do it but one day chapter 30 the Lord your God will circumcise your hearts so that you may love him with all your heart and all your soul and live there's a problem there's a root problem that Jesus is trying to resolve in your life it's the problem that your heart needs to be circumcised. And his solution to this problem is his spirit. The spirit, Jeremiah says, will come. The spirit will come and he will circumcise your heart. And so Jesus' agenda for your journey is this, to make you increasingly walk in step with the Spirit, to be filled with the Spirit, to be empowered by the Spirit. So how you use your cash, how you chow chow, what you do with your calendar will be totally and utterly allegiance to your God. You'll do with your money, you'll give tithes and offerings and you'll give with your calendar, you'll arrange your week so you're like, yes God, this is your time. I'm giving you my time now. And do you know, I meet Christians and they say, oh, I don't think God really, surely God doesn't need me to sing him any songs. And it's like, he's a jealous God. He wants you with your calendar to arrange time to sing to him, to give him attention. Oh, they say, I'm sure God, you know, he doesn't really care if I give him my money. He's a jealous God. Jesus wants to train you by the Spirit to learn to give allegiance to God with your money. He wants to train you to give allegiance to God with your food. Not with the dietary requirements anymore, but cut into the heart of your life that you in every time you eat you're honoring God you're thanking God for the food he's given it's allegiance to God and Jesus wants to make you compassionate he wants to make you compassionate that you would never turn a blind eye to orphans and widows that you would never fail to care for the poor he's trying to train you in that and what I see happening coming into land with this is so often as church and in life we want to flatten down the picture of journey. We want to go from being claimed to arrival. We want to say, yeah, God, give me the prosperity now. Give me the position now. Give me your presence now. We want to flatten down the journey. And, and God's like, I want to give you those things. I want to give you those things. But don't flatten down the journey. Don't get in a strop because you don't get it today. Because you're not ready for it today. You need to walk on the journey. He needs to test what's in your heart. He needs to train you in being jealous for God and being compassionate like Him. And when you're ready, and it probably will be after we die, but maybe when Jesus returns, when we're ready, like a twinkling of an eye, like a sounding of a trumpet, we'll be totally transformed. And then we'll be ready. And then we'll be ready. And maybe you get a foretaste of it now. Maybe you get prosperity now. Maybe you get presence now. Maybe you get position now. And if you do, 
Use it to show allegiance to God and be compassionate like God is compassionate. Final, final thing. And I want to tell you, as I've read through this, faces of people in our church have come into my mind. Because COVID has been a time of journey of a low. And you know, I've heard and I've seen and I've spoken with many of you And what you've done in COVID is you've said, I will show allegiance to my God. You've chosen to worship. You've chosen to show compassion. He shows compassion. I hear what some of you teachers have been doing. I'm like, you're showing compassion. Like he wants you to show compassion. You're doing it. It's a privilege to be with you, to see you doing these things. Many of you, you've just continued to give, you continue to tithe, even though we've not been meeting in place. Many of you have just, with the English school and with other acts of compassion, you've, you've been kind to your neighbours. It's a delight to be walking this journey with you. Let's not give up. Let's not stop learning the lessons the Lord wants to teach us. Because one day we will arrive. One day we will arrive and all the prosperity, all the position, all the presence on that day will be ours for us to use as he's taught us to use them in kindness and goodness. Let's pray. Let's pray. God of the journey, I ask that you would use these words just this incredible truth from Deuteronomy. You'd use these words to test us, to train us, to make us like you, jealous for you and compassionate like you. Holy Spirit, fall on us again. Strengthen us in our walk again. In Jesus' name.